Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 202, your place for inspiration and the blueprint of success for peak performers just like you. And my special guest, Jennifer Thorpe. Jennifer, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad you're here. You, you know, you have so much success. We could probably do 15 episodes with you and unpack uh, stuff. But how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. This year has been incredible and we're excited for 2022. Has it been one of your best years ever? Yes, we have almost doubled our sales from last year. So it's definitely been one of our best best years ever. Um, and we just brought on two new team members and hope that 2022 is going to be even that much better. So let's talk about that for a minute. In a the last 24 months in a global pandemic, when inventory is down 50% versus okay. traditional, you're having your best year ever, and there's some that are that are exiting the business. What's one of these things is not like the other. What what's allowed you to step up and move forward and grow uh, in what we've all gone through? You, you know, the last few years, I've really spent a lot of time building processes in place to make sure that our days are structured uh, very well for keeping up with our clients, referrals, um, lead generation, and uh, follow up on our leads that we're actually purchasing. Um, yeah. Not to mention, we do purchase leads as well from uh, you know companies like Zillow, uh, Realtor.com, and so on. And those have worked out very, very well for us because we have that structure in place for follow up. Well, now, so many of uh, the folks, you know, I'm a student of success and a student of, of business in this industry. So many of our folks put all their eggs in one basket, which I call repeat and referral, which are great things. I think yes. your business is about 55% repeat and referral. Is that true? Yes, that is correct. And that's a solid business. But when you add lead generation to it, do you find that that uh, smooths out your business so you don't have these ups and downs? Yes, definitely. Uh, over the last, I would say, two and a half, three years, where we really, again, started focusing on uh, um, the, the business by referral, but you've got to get the business first, right? So where mm -hmm. are we getting that from? Open houses are getting a little bit more difficult these days. Um, and so buying leads has worked out really, really well for us. And it does keep you from going through that roller coaster of this, this industry. Definitely if you have the processes in place for your follow-up and um, you know how to convert those leads. It's not the easiest thing to do, but um, if you have those, those no. um, strategic kind of discussion points in place, uh, they can work out very well for you. And then you build them into your referral base and hopefully they keep you going um, for years to come. Yeah. Now, one of the major CEOs of one of these companies that you buy leads from has basically come out to say, hey, because of the global pandemic, because of inventory shortages, the actual conversion rate of online leads has dropped to, on average, about 2.4%. You're well overperforming that number. Yes. And, how? but regardless, <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, one, how before we get to how though but regardless even if you double that performance or triple it let's say at best you know the 10 percent conversion mm -hmm. it's still you have to work the leads and get through the or the contacts to get through the ones that really want to uh, do something uh, so is it a different type of process a different type of mindset 
Did you have to get yourself set up to think differently when you work these types of things? Yes, you have to look at every single interaction on the, because you're on the phone. It's very hard to build that rapport when people can't see you face to face. So every single thing that you say needs to be leading to them finding trust in you um, up until the, the moment you meet them. For us, we give everybody kind of a freebie where we say, fine, even if they say that they're not pre-approved yet, we want to get face to face with them because that's going to be the way that we truly build that trust with them. And with the money that we're spending, we need to put forth that effort. I, I noticed a lot of agents in um, the past when I've been mentoring, they are quick to say, oh, you're not pre-approved. I'm not meeting with you. Not always the best thing to do. You've got to fill them out. Um, but we have very strategic um, talking points that we have with them. And it's really about building that rapport. Uh, why are you looking to buy a house? Is this your first home? Where are you moving from? Um, oh, great. And, and you, you find ways to really build that rapport and that connection. So maybe you find a, a, a common ground. Maybe mm -hmm. they're in the military and you have someone that's in the military and you can connect that way, or they're coming from a state that you have family in and you can find those talking points and they, they seem to feel a little bit more comfortable with you. Um, not to mention, you're really, you've got to kind of qualify them. Why are they looking to buy? When are they looking to buy? Have they been pre-approved? Can you get them set up with one of your preferred lenders so that you can really get them in a trusted uh, circle of business partners and appear to look like the, the one that can get them to where they need to go and help them to successfully attain their goals? Right. So, so the basics, report yeah. building, building connection. Uh, and we know that people like to do business with who, who they know, like, and trust. And you can't get to know, like, and trust people if you don't meet with them. So, exactly. So getting to the first meeting is really an important step in your online lead generation process. Yes, absolutely. We want to be able to get, we qualify them over the phone. We, of course, want to be safe about it. But yes, we want to get face-to-face -face because that's going to be where you really can figure out if they're, if they're serious and what their goals and their motivation is because you can read them and they can read you and they right. can read your sincerity and your, your desire to help them achieve their goal. Well, obviously you're a, a role model of, of both a referral and repeat and lead generation. What would you say to the folks that just say that lead generation stuff is just too much work. I'd rather do the easy stuff. Obviously the easier thing is a referral, you know, has a much higher conversion rate. What would you say to those folks? By all means, we want to live by referral too, but it does take time to get there. And it really is going to depend on the kind of business that you want to grow. Now, everything is going to take effort. So if we try to take the easy way, honestly, you're going to find yourself in a position when the when the market falls or we have a, a little stumble point, you're going to stumble as well because you need to have your hands in multiple baskets. I, I was taught a long time ago that you need to have like eight plates turning, spinning mm -hmm. at one time to keep yourself afloat during times of change. Right. And so I took that to heart and that has really driven everything that I've done in my business from that point on. Have you ever seen here in Fort Worth the four-day weekend comedians? No, I haven't. Well, so the four-day weekend, uh, they're also business people, and they do business uh, 
they MC different business events and they actually do an act where they spin eight plates. Oh, well, there you and, go. And they, and they tell this story as part of their MC about, uh, you know, if you have one plate and, and, the, and they actually, between the four of them, they're spinning eight plates and they're spinning and it's, it's pretty cool. Four day weekend, if you're in Fort Worth, you gotta check it out. Both I, on will, the I will, but you know, that's really been the, when I heard that in my first year of real estate, that was like the click point for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and I said, okay, I get it. And so I really focus on making sure I'm farming neighborhoods. Even as a team lead, I'm still farming neighborhoods. None of my business and my processes stop because I bring on other people. And, I'm, and, and I make sure that they're doing the same thing. I expect that they all are gonna find a neighborhood and farm to that. If they can't afford to, they'll start to buy leads. They're going to live by building a referral um, kind of database. Um, right. And that takes time. You know, I came into the industry with only 30, really a 30 person sphere of influence and had to build it from the ground up. But you definitely can do it just through dedication and follow up. Follow up's the key. So have you always been resourceful? Have you always been driven what created you to be the amazing entrepreneur that you are? You know, it's been years and years in the making. So I, I grew up in a very male-dominated retail industry, mm -hmm. uh, worked my way up through through the, uh, the steps and became a very high-level retail manager. And but through all that really built that 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 base in me of what it takes to run a business, to successfully motivate people to build those rapport, the rapport with customers and clients and keep them coming back to you. And, and it all really comes down to self-accountability uh, processes and, and knowing what motivates you and mm -hmm. motivates your team and keeps everybody going. Uh, but for me, there is no, when I got into this industry, there was no um, idea of this could fail. I focused on it and said, we will be successful. And, and thankfully it is all, it's all worked out. Yeah. You, you left yourself no other option. No. no, going back to working for someone else and helping their businesses to be successful was never going to be something I was going to go back to. I was going to make my business successful. Now, why do you do what you do? I do what I do for multiple different reasons. One is that you know, I think we're all kind of tired of working for other people and making them rich. So it's, t it's my turn now. Um, mm -hmm. Two, it, my husband and I were working all crazy hours. We were, we were pass passing each other in the night and that's not the relationship that we want to have. So this allows us to be able to work together because my husband is on my team. We work together all day, every day. We love it. Um, and we get to have that freedom of what do we want to do? What makes us happy? How do we want to spend our days? And what kind of life are we building for each other and our families? And, um, and then also I do it because I, I love the industry. I always have. Um, I bought my first home when I was 23 years old and it just set me off in this direction for many years to come. And I love helping people. I want to drive them in the right direction. This is the biggest investment they're ever going to make in their life. And I want to be the person that helps them make the right one. Yeah. Now, what's it like having to, to work every day with your spouse? You, you know, a, a, a lot of us, you know, your spouse goes to work this way and you go to work that way. And like you said, you, you cross uh, your paths, you know, a couple hours at night. Right. It, are, are there... 
uh, best practices of maintaining a strong marriage and also maintaining a, a business together? Yes, I will tell you in the first year, it was difficult because we both were coming from high level management positions. So we both were used to managing other people. Um, definitely for me, I'm a very A-type uh, direct in my approach. And so when he came onto my team now, there was that that's time where we had to take and say, okay, how are we gonna play this? Because you're joining my team and we need to make this strong for us together. And sometimes it takes having some very difficult conversations, but you have to be very open with each other and know that each other has high expectations for each other and that you both have that common goal that you're trying to reach. Um, but the first year was a little bit of a struggle. You know, we had, I definitely had some times where I was like, well, is this the right thing to do? But ultimately we were open and honest with each other and we got online and we, we can't think of it being any other way. Now yeah. we absolutely love being with each other all the time. And, and sometimes that sounds a little crazy, but, um, you know, when he goes off to help clients and I go a different direction and it's like, sometimes we actually meet, miss each other now. Right. Um, but we love working with each other, but it does take having open and honest communication and, and both being willing to have that feedback. And, and a clear delineation, I'm going to call it the job description in, in a yes. sense, you know, what your strengths are, what his strengths are, uh, what you're going to focus on, what he's going to focus on, the, the clearer, the more clarity around that then the, the less conflict, yes? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because like for my husband, he is the, he doesn't meet a stranger. He meet, makes friends everywhere right. and anywhere. And so I take advantage of that, you know, bringing him on listing appointments and really um, having that. So where I am as well, but he's just so much more outgoing that mm -hmm. it helps us to build that rapport. And, and then I come in with the knowledge and expertise and it really is offering that whole total yep. package. Mm -hmm. And then we can also figure out which clients each of us fits better so that we make sure that we are successful with each of those leads and or referrals that we're getting and placing each other appropriately. Yeah. One of the things when I think of you and your team that you really excel at is really matching the personality to the client, <clears throat> it, even, you know, we all can, can change understanding the personality code. At JPAR, we have a thing called uh, jparcode.com. You can go crack your code and, and learn a profile and, and figure out how to adapt, in a sense, your presentation style to the way the other person wants to hear it, correct? Yes, absolutely. And, and that goes back to what we were talking about, about building that rapport right. and being able to qualify your clients and figure out what makes them tick too and how can you best help them. And, and that's going to be looking for those, those key little intricate personality traits, like you just mentioned, that it that might help you. You know, you may be working with someone that is more detail oriented, they're more analytical, or maybe they're kind of fly by the seat people. And that helps you to know how to maneuver around them and how much, um, I, I don't want to use the word force, but it's the best thing that's coming to my mind, how much kind of force or um, direction to give them right. during the process. And it works out really well. Yeah, it's one of the key secrets, I, I think, to your success uh, amongst many. So if you haven't cracked your code and you're listening today, go, go to jparkcode.com. 
Crack your code, check it out. You get this cool little report. Well, any last words of wisdom uh, or advice for the audience before we wrap up? <laughs> no, I think the biggest thing is, is that I always hear from um, people that they, they dislike having to buy leads or they dislike mm -hmm. having to answer calls. The big thing, that's where people fail the most is that they don't follow up. They don't answer those calls. They don't have a clear direction when they're interacting with possible new potential clients. So really focus in what do you, what kind of business do you want to build? What kind of relationships do you want to build with your potential clients? And don't be afraid to do it. Don't be afraid to go out there and answer that call or even make that call. Um, and focus on your follow-up because that's where we as agents fail the most. All the money's in the follow-up. Well, congratulations yeah. on your success, your best year ever. Uh, couldn't be more proud of you and, and, and just to see you and your team blossom is such a joy. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Success Superstars. Until we see you again, may your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears.